The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. The question is um, uh, force feeding Palestinian prisoners mm. in Israel. While we're trying to find this video, I'm going to Can I help you look for it? I'm going to look at my phone. No, no, I have it on the Facebook. I wouldn't feed them at all. <laughs> So that's Simple. actually part of the question. Another county heard he's, from. Alan's <laughs> got an answer. Even the ones not on a, uh, you know, who aren't uh, fasting. <laughs> okay. So, so the question is. Um, a multi-fold question here. Uh, I did send the question back to Steinberg. He didn't reply. <coughs> if he didn't get it, he sent it a few days ago. Um, the question really is, so in Israel we have a situation where you have um, prisoners, Palestinian prisoners, arrested for um, various reasons or for no reason, or not a known reason, where Israel has a law for terrorists that they're allowed to um, arrest them without cause for up to 60 days, I believe, keep them in detention, something like that. Um, so the question is, some of these prisoners, and then they can renew it after they can basically keep on renewing their detention. So the question is, after uh, many of these prisoners, or some of them, decided to go on a hunger strike to protest their detention, their, their arrest, um, so the Israel, the Knesset actually passed a law that it's permitted to force feed them. The, so it's legal in the state of Israel to force feed prisoners. By the way, a similar thing happened in Guantanamo Bay um, in 2005, I believe, where America also was force feeding uh, prisoners in Guantanamo. And also there was a big debate about it, but again, it was done here or in Guantanamo for prisoners. Um, so in Israel, the problem is the, as you see in this article, I believe, the Israeli Medical Association said it's unethical, it's illegal to force feed them. So the question arises, this is, your, you were the third person actually asked the question of what is the Torah's view on it, and the answer is I have no idea, um, but we're going to try to figure it out um, between ourselves. Just so these are prisoners that have not been convicted of anything, they're just in detention? Administrative Some of detention. them, yeah. I mean, not, not all of them. But they've not formally charged, charged or with convicted any, with yes, anything. exactly. That, I think, is important. Yeah, um, Defining who they are, what their yes, it is important. definition is. Surely the direction we're going, that's going to play a big role, probably, who they are and what they are. Yeah. But the assumption is they're people who are at risk to Israel's security. Or suspected of yes, being at risk. Exactly. Yes. They passed the long, wrong right. law. What they should have done was pass the law that any Palestinian who goes on hunger strike will be force-fed with ground-up pork. <laughs> That'll stop the hunger strikes. <laughs> that's not funny. That's I love this guy. I think awesome. that'll work. Or alcohol. You know, in my class, oh, I'm uh, teaching at Rice. When I'm trying to get the students to understand what's going on, I play a game and say, let's be Nazis and try to figure out what laws we would come up with. Mm. I'd be afraid to have Alan in my class. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say that, that, oh, you're too good at this game. <laughs> so the question, so, so there's really 
this is a, is, is a tough topic. Yeah, so I, I think we really need to start. So there's three parts to it, as we're going to, uh, we'll see soon. One is, you have a general question. What about, forget about Palestinian prisoners. Let's say a regular patient is not eating. Mm-hmm. Standard end-of-life case, we have someone who's not eating. Can you force feed him? Can you put a tube down his throat in order to keep him alive? That's obviously just a general question, which you've touched on briefly, which I think we have to notice. Obviously, that's question number one, forgetting about the, the prisoner issue. Can you force feed any any person who doesn't want to eat, who chooses not to live? I recently had a case of a woman, uh, totally, she had you know, minor, minor issues. She was living at home, she had an aide, and the husband called me up. She decided she stopped eating. She decided she doesn't want to live anymore. She just doesn't want to eat. So the husband was very, actually was very upset at his wife. He was upset at her. Was, not saying she had no issues, but nothing, um, there was no serious issues that she had. I mean, she, she had a stroke. Yeah, um, for a start. <laughs> I don't even know if she was diagnosed as being I mean, depressed. come on. But she, she just, uh, she couldn't go to her hair, get her hair done every week. She couldn't, she had a stroke like six months before, but she was in rehab, she was doing great. She just decided she has no reason to live anymore. She woke up one morning, she told her husband, just want to live. She refused to eat. That's she called depression. Uh, yeah, that's okay. called depression, right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. however you want to define it. So so the question is, in general, can you force feed someone? Do we force someone who decided not to eat? Do we feed them at all? That's question number one. Question number two is, um, in this particular scenario, you have, um, for the sake of argument, let's call them terrorists, or people who are a threat to your country, um, are you even allowed to, this is another general question, which I think is, needs to be understood prior to, to answering this specific question, is, by the way, I couldn't find anything written on it halachically. There was no, uh, nothing written on this yet. So, this is really? question number There's two. There's nothing about how you're supposed to treat prisoners of war or anything like that? So, well, he, I felt, yes, he discusses it, but not in the context of force feeding, but other contexts. Okay. In general, there's a question. So, are you even allowed to treat Someone who basically is sworn to mortar, want to murder your people and and kill you, should we even be treating them? As Alan said, in in general, it's a it's a fascinating medical question, which I think comes up even here in the states when you have that fame, that movie that you showed me once, where the movie starts where a cop killer and guy shoots a cop, measures. and both the cop killer and the and the victim and, and the cop come into the same emergency room. The question was who do they operate on first? Right, so it's a, it's a question which is a general question. Should we even be treating people who are murderers, who are um, criminals? They, they, they treat them and cure them, and then they get the death sentence, so they execute Right, or, well, that's Stupid. question number one. Or, in this case, you might treat them, treat a terrorist, and then he's going to go out and, uh, you know, blow himself people. up, that's kill right. more people. So should we even be treating them to begin with? That's question number two. Um, medically, all medicine. Um, now that's specifically in this case where they decided they want to die. So Alan is saying maybe that's a great way out. Why? Why are we even bothering to to treat them? Um, is there an ethical obligation to treat someone who basically is your sworn enemy and he says he wants to kill you? Okay, that's question number two. Question number three is it's interesting in this specific case um, that we're dealing with with force feeding where you have. Um, there's a different issue. The problem is, yes, maybe we'd be happy if they would be dead. But if they're dead, there's political ramifications, which is the situation here, where if we don't, if we allow them to starve themselves um, and kill themselves, basically, so the, the, is, the Israeli government will look 
bad in the eyes of the world. Not that we don't already, but just an added, uh, something added where the world says, oh, look how you treat you. Basically, we have prisoners dying under Israeli rule. Palestinian prisoners dying. Uh, so you have the political ramifications of not treating them in this case. Um, so so I just want to, I just want to, explain the second dilemma of even treating them. It's, it's not only a question of should we treat them or should we not. Maybe it might even be prohibited halakhically to treat someone who basically says they're going to kill you. So that's the question. Of, is there a, is there a halakhic issue with treating someone who basically sworn to, to annihilate you and your country, every possible person they can? Um, so, so that's question number two. Based on that, so now you have a situation. Assuming you say there's a halakhic issue with treating them, what do you do in a situation like this, where if you don't treat them, if you don't force feed them, there are political ramifications to their death. So you basically have two options. You can either, we have three options. You can not treat them, let them die, and suffer the political ramifications. You can um, free them, which has happened last week, I don't know if you've seen the news. So they just freed this prisoner, mm -hmm. which is, was a really stupid idea in my eyes, because now you have ten other prisoners <laughs> who now are hunger striking, because they know they're going to get to go free. free. So, so that's really not the smartest thing to do, right? Um, or the the other option is to force feed them. So you have, so you have do, we f do we let them die, force feed them, or free them? Those are the three options here in this case. Um, either one of them is not a very good option, as we see. Either one. I've got is one more option. Yeah, shoot him. You fill him up with uh, timed explosives, and then you release once he's good and <laughs> Then you release him. Let's be nice. Send him back to his family. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so that is option number oh four. <laughs> that let that end it, you know. Oh man. Or option oh number boy. five, as Alan said, is to feed them pork. So, so in either case, the, none of these are really great options, um, in the sense of the ethical dilemmas involved, um, or or the ramifications. If you free them again, like in this case. If you free them, you're screwed because then now you have 10 other prisoners wanting to, to be freed. If you force feed them, you first of all, they can't even find a doctor in Israel who's willing to do it. To do it. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Every, all the hospitals said that they will not. So far, Why three hospitals said. Why do they need a doctor said, to do it? I guess it's a medical procedure. The doctor's got to order it. Someone's got to order it. No, they have doctors. Well, the, the military doctors will order it. The question is who to do the procedure needs to be done, it seems like, in a hospital. Can't no, just military do it in a, in a, doctor in a, in a order. Prison. A military doctor can do it. Yeah, but I'm saying he can't do it in prison. It has to be oh, done in a, in a medical so setting. In Germany, they'll so do the it. So the question is, the, the hospitals are saying we won't allow it to be, to be done in our hospital, Israeli hospital. That's what the article says. Okay. So, obviously, none of these are great, uh, are great choices. So the question is again, halachic. We're going to come from from the halachic perspective not from the political perspective, um, which obviously is going to play a role in Allah. I mean, all this is going to play a role in Allah. So, so, uh, so the first thing is, so first let's watch the video. So to, to just to, again, we're not going to address, probably not going to get to the actual question today. It's actually a great uh, question for next week because it's Erev Yom Kippur. So the question is again, force feeding someone Erev Yom Kippur, let's Wait, say someone Next else. week is Erev Yom Kippur? Is it next Tuesday Wednesday. or Wednesday night? When's, when's Yom Kippur? Next week is Rosh Hashanah. No, but Hashanah. What I'm saying is that's our class before Yom Kippur. I, we're I not think it was Tuesday oh. night. I could be wrong. All right, whatever. So, 
And then you just sit here because we're going to show a video. I'm going to do the dishes later. Aaron Jim Kipper is Tuesday night. Wednesday Jim Kipper. Not next week. It's two weeks. So I'm saying it's the next Wednesday. We're going to meet. We're still meeting. So we're still going to meet. It's a fast so there will be no breakfast. Okay, but we'll still meet. Next week there's no breakfast. No breakfast. Why? It's a fast day. Some Gedalia. Some Gedalia. Oh. Who's Gedalia? And I don't. Palestinian. Wednesday, the 23rd is Yom Kippur. Right. So what I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, it's a relevant topic to Yom Kippur, too. Yes. It's a relevant topic, too, because Yom Kippur, you have a similar question. Let's say a patient says they want to fast on Yom Kippur and they're not supposed to. So do you force feed them or force them to eat? I mean, force feed is a strong word. So, so, uh, let's just, so, so just to, to make this question, just to put it into context. So uh, this is a video. Shall you with us? Yeah. It's a video, but we have to have a no phone rule in this class. So yeah, what? No, no phone, phone rule. Video of what? So I'm going to show you. This is, this, so this is, there's an organization. I forgot what it's called. Um, basically what they do is beautiful uh, organization within Israel where they take um, Palestinian adults and children um, and help them medically in Israel. People from Gaza, children from Gaza, children, uh, a volunteer. It's basically paid for by the Israeli government in some cases, some cases by the PA, to help children, um, Palestinian children who need severe, who have severe medical issues and they operate on them in Israel, such as whatever it is, as we'll see in this video. So the question is, is this a good thing or not? Um, should we support this organization in the context of what we're talking about? Um, I'll be able to see, let's see if this works. Well, the minion fuck? won't be donating to them. Okay, so let's move it back no, so we can good. see. Hello and welcome to 21st Century. I'm Daljit Daliwal. Our first story is from the Middle East. The worst nightmare, a critically sick baby and no medical help. But in Palestine and Israel, a heartwarming venture is not only saving children's lives, but also crossing borders and uniting enemies. It's 7.30 on a Sunday morning, and four-month-old Mohayi is being dressed for the most important trip of his young life. Hey, Mohayi. He's an active, delightful baby doted on by his parents, Abu Arab and Emirab Kawasbi. But little Mohayi has two serious challenges to contend with. He was born with a heart defect that limits the oxygen in his blood. And his family lives in the occupied West Bank in Palestine, where poverty and decades of conflict with Israel have impacted all facets of life, including healthcare. Hospitals there lack the equipment and trained specialists to treat a patient like Mohamed. <laughs> But Mohayi needs open-heart surgery to keep him alive and healthy, and the nearest place to get it is across the border in Israel, which denies access to many Palestinians. (laughs) 
Do they do they start the surgeries right after the bombing or was it when do they start the surgery? What happens now a paid professional it's not successful and then they started rioting and bombing because they said the Israelis killed the kids. That's what I'm asking. That's right. Well, yes, you don't know the answer. One second. You know the answer. Let me see. One second. This, one of the asked how. How. Uh, oh, it's time to just go back to the. Um, the ever-present tension between Israelis and Palestinians has 
Palestinians, referred to by both sides with euphemism, the situation. You Nazi families here talking about the situation in, like, in public. It's a sensitive issue. Politics doesn't enter the inside the walls of the hospital. You have been listening to the MP3 project from the Jewish Ethics Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures, please visit our website at j-ethics.org. Shalom. Shalom.